Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, one and all. Welcome to the show. It feels weird calling it a show, considering what we talk about, but it is a show nonetheless. Um, welcome. It's another edition of your favourite podcast, and it's, a, it's our pleasure to bring it to you. But before uh, we begin, we have to do the, we have to do the admin. Uh, we, have to talk about, um, we have to talk about some wonderful people. There's a new thing now. We uh, SOS Clothing, uh, we've talked about many times on this podcast. Uh, they've now started a new, they've got a new website. It's called Buy That Merch. It's uh, buy, buy that merch .co.uk and that's where you can get our uh, hoodies and tees now uh, also they're, they're taking care of the merch for uh, off the beat and track uh, the pink toothbrush many others um, and so if anyone listening if you want merch if you're a comedian or, or, a, or you're a band uh, if you're after some merch done, done brilliantly they've got state of the art technology I've actually seen it it's first class Go to their website. Go to, get in touch with them. Buy that merch. Co.uk, and they will sort you out. And it's it's so easy to do. There's, and there's no middlemen. There's no mucking around. You know, the, you you make the money. You get the money. You get the profit from selling your merch. It's that easy. It's fucking great. They're good people doing good things. I'm swearing in the adverts, but this is how we do these things. So yeah, buy that merch. Co.uk. That's from the boys at Save Our Souls Clothing. Wonderful boys doing wonderful, wonderful things. Ethically sourced, uh, vegan-friendly garms, uh, and uh, do, do that for us. They're good boys. They're, they're, they're really smashing it. So do that, and that'll be fantastic. Also, we've got our own coffee. We have got insane in the membrane uh, coffee beans, Colombian and Brazilian. Check that out. That's through WoganCoffee.com, based in Bristol. Probably shouldn't shake it towards the microphone as I'm talking, but uh, it's a bespoke blend. And uh, and if you can see on the camera, I'm sure we've got a camera on doing. We've got that. See, we've got our own beans. See, we've got our own beans. So not only we've got our own t-shirts, our own merch, beans as well. Come on, what's not to love? So go to wogancoffee.com. Uh, order your beans. Get your beans. This is really, it's a really nice blend as well. You'll enjoy that. So if you like your coffee, uh, you'll enjoy that. So thank you very much. Um, so it's been a busy old week, running around the countryside, making people laugh. Old Wilson getting up and down on the tracks. Um, it's been good fun actually I've had some really good gigs I had an excellent one in Bristol the other night 
uh, my, my good man, Bert, Bert Williamson. Thank you, Bert, for having me on. Uh, I didn't tell Bert that I'd forgot I was doing the gig. I was lying on my bed. And I, I'm going to go and meet. I was going to meet uh, Fix Layton, and we were going to go to a gig. And then Bert texted me and said, uh, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you later on. I'm like, shit. Jumped straight on a train, got to Bristol, had an absolute blinder of a gig. Uh, got to see my boys, Keanu and Bailey, so that was good. Um, yeah, had a nice time, so that was good. So, yeah, just getting back out there. So, um, yeah, jump on my socials. And uh, I am Rich Wilson on Instagram and I am Rich Wilson on Twitter. There's a website as well, Rich Wilson Com- uh, Comedian, Rich Wilson Comedy. Um, and I'm going to put all my dates up on there where I'm going to be. So come and see me, all right? I'm having a great time, you know? I'm smashing it at the minute. So come and see me smash it. You'll have a great time. Make you laugh. You can fun. Um, Christmas is coming as well. Um, I, you know what? This is the thing with December now. All bets are off, aren't they? You know, chocolate for breakfast, uh, beer for lunch you know wine for dinner you know we're just gonna get pissed you know we don't know what's happening with the viruses and all that shit i keep hearing things like this new variant is the one that where the the virus has worked out how to exist without killing the host so this will be the one where we all that we all live with or it'll wipe us out who knows you know but uh, as long as we keep having having conversations you know what fuck that as long as we keep getting pissed (laughs) that's the main thing let's just drink our way into oblivion fuck it um this week's guest is the brilliant Johnny Cochran. Uh, I've worked with Johnny many times before. He's a, he's a damn fine man, brilliant comedian. And I'm going to tell you now, I was genuinely blown away by this conversation that we had today. It got very political, but not in a shit way. It was like, it was really interesting, really interesting. Um, and I was genuinely surprised at where we went. It, you, I think you'll love this one. You know, it's there's a, there's, a, there's a common misconception that just because you know men aren't might might not be particularly well read or working class or whatever that we don't understand what's going on. But we do understand what's going on. And Johnny blew my mind. Honestly, it's been it was such a fantastic chat. You're gonna love this one. Uh, I think we put this. This is going out on YouTube as well. All of our uh, our chats now. Producer Paul videos them. They go up on our YouTube channel. Uh, is our YouTube channel insane in the membrane? Is it? I don't know what it is. We don't know uh, what it no, is. I think it's just some random things. Just some random it things. Is, uh, so good luck finding that. Yeah, there's a link if you're uh, listening to this on a podcast platform. There's a link in the episode notes. If you watch it on YouTube, you're already there. <laughs> well done. <laughs> we are hopeless at this. Uh, we are fucking hopeless. We're, we're old fellas trying to trying to make hay in a in a ever chat in a quickly changing world. You know, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Look, find us. All right, you'll find it. We'll be fine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just like. I remember the days when it was just all I had, all I had to worry about was sandwiches. Like worrying about what sandwiches I had in my lunch. You know, if I had pilchers, it was a good day. And now I've got to worry about fucking technology and leads and wires and and all this. But I uh, don't oh, know. Now I sound like a. You know what I really hate is when people go, "Oh, a bit of a technophobe." No. Get out there, embrace the new. Anyway, we've got a YouTube channel. Good luck finding that. I don't know where it is, but uh, it's out there. All of our all of our interviews are now on that on said channel. We want to, we put this out on Twitch as well. We're going to do that as well in the new year. We're going to we're going to muck around with our Twitch channel, do more of that. So um, I'm I'm wittering again. I always lose my my place. I wonder what I'm talking about. Let's get back to the action. Let's get on. And uh, coming up in a minute is Johnny Cochran. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A podcast from producer paul.co.uk. Insane in the membrane. I can't see Rich, but I can hear him laughing yeah. like an evil genius. It's just genius. Got a creepy laugh, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's stroking a cat. I know that much. Oh, there he is. If that's what you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. How are you doing, Rich? Yeah, good? good, man. How are you? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. Good I'm to have you on, man. Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time, hasn't it? It's yeah. been a long time coming. Apologies for the delay. I've had some... The geezer upstairs in our flat, he's, um, he's fucking around with his own pipes. And uh, oh. he, yeah, and he did it before. Uh, just I was just sat watching a bit of telly, and this all this water started coming through the where the window is. I'm like, so I went upstairs, and he did it again today. And I went upstairs, and I'm like, mate, your, your the water's coming down. And he's like, where, where? I went, where, where it did last time. <laughs> so he's like, uh, uh, uh. I went right, and I went in his flat, and I went, look, it's there again. It's coming from those pipes. I said, you did this before. You're fucking things up. And he's like, all right, thanks, mate. Thanks for pointing it out. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're fucking up my mate's flat. This is a serious thing. <laughs> this isn't just an alert. This yeah, is yeah, a call yeah. to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not coming up to warn you just to make sure your flat's all right. You're turning ours into a bath. Tit. Yeah, uh, yeah. People should know. Like, I mean, I, I don't mind dabbling in a bit of DIY, but... Mm. Basically, the two things you you watch out for or stay away for from plumbing and gas. Don't get involved. And electrics. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd rather someone go, oh, I'm going to knock that wall through and I have absolutely zero qualifications <laughs> as to the structural, to work out the structural integrity, rather than someone go, I'm just going to do a bit of work on my pipes, <laughs> just rearrange it, a bit of welding. No, yeah. no. This is the thing that people assume, especially the way I sound and look. People just go, yeah, you obviously know your way around everything. I'm like, mate, I can barely put up a shelf. <laughs> I just, I'm not that way inclined. I've just, I am not that kind of a man. You know, I'll do it if I have to, but I and I know the basics. But like you say, when it comes to anything that's going to blow my house up or fill it full of water, I'm not going to touch it. I'm not. Yeah. Death traps. We yeah. don't. We don't need it. Yeah. Ways to die. Electrocuted. Drowning. <laughs> gas leaks. Like all of these things. It's just. It's not on. But if it's oh, I can take my cupboard cupboard door off. Yeah, I can do that. And I'll still struggle to put it back on. It'll sit there for two weeks, but eventually I'll get round yeah. to it. No one's dead. No one's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not across the road going, where the, f- where the fuck did I get over here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, um, I remember when I, used to live in, when I lived in a basement flat, 
uh, when my my eldest was a was a, a baby, and we had like this mad storm, and the drains were blocked at where out. We had like a a moat. You had to go up the stairs into the back garden. So you know we were below ground. And, the, and it was filling up with water. Like the flat, the flat was getting flooded. So I've gone out. I've gone round the back and run through the the garden. And I'm in the. I was in the <laughs> knee deep in water. And I'm trying to get the, the the drain cover off with this massive metal rake up in the sky with the lightning and the thunder and everything like. Bearing that, I'm basically stood there knee deep in water with a fucking lightning rod in my hand <laughs> and you want me to fuck around with your pipes <laughs> exactly that's bold that is, um, but subterranean living conditions are difficult to say the least I, I was in one of them for a little stretch and mm. when you don't have any natural sunlight coming through you start going mad yeah. like full on like things start you know it's weird when you shouldn't really be living in a condition where you have only one natural light source, there is a place where that happens, mm. but you get sent there by a judge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you shouldn't have to do that and pay London rent for it. <laughs> That's shouldn't be happening. But uh, yeah, this is costing me how much, and I can't. I'm not seeing the sun in four weeks. Exactly, man. This is is one of the, yes. And it's like when you do night work, which I did for a bit, like twenty years ago. I used to deliver bread around London, and um, and you start. I used to start at eleven o'clock at night, and you drive around. I go around like Earl's Court and all around there, and you start. I remember Mark Radcliffe talking about this as well, and he said like, he goes, you start off, he goes, and you're fine, and he goes, and then you get used to it, and then you go mad because it's you just you just it's you know you go home after your shift and you're knackered. And you like when you go to work, like a normal day job, you don't go home and go to bed. You stay up or you go out or you do something. But because you're so fucked, you go to bed when you get in and then you wake up again when you go back out and you lose your fucking mind. 100%. I used to, I used to work doing night work as well <coughs> for Royal Mail. Mm. And this wasn't even that long ago either. This was actually when I moved back to my mum's for a bit because um, I was doing my Edinburgh show and I needed to conserve funds to be mm. able to give it back to... Um, rich comedy industry folk who uh, exploit <laughs> exploit people trying to express talent. Uh, they got their money, so hope you had a good time in the Seychelles. Um, I lived at home for at least a year, but uh, yeah, no, I was working at Royal Mail. My brother still works there now at the um, Stansted Mail Depot. Um, and you'd basically turn up at eight o'clock at night and then work through till three, sometimes later in the morning. Mm. I, I wouldn't even do later ones that much, but doing those shifts regularly... What I didn't realise until I read up about it is it affects your hormone imbalance as well. Oh, really? It gives you a hormone imbalance because you, you're not meant to be working in those hours. And for yeah. all the reasons you say about who finishes a day at work and then comes home and goes straight to bed, it wouldn't happen in, in normal life. But not just that. But I had other things, because I did comedy, where I was expected to be working during the day. So sometimes mm. I was coming home, working till two, getting to sleep at about three, up at eight to go and do a comedy meeting. Oh my God. You know, I mean, you, you, this is why when I had a kid, I'm like, this is child's play, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can deal with this like a thing. It's all right. Yeah, you had a kid just to take the, take the pressure off. <laughs> exactly. Just give me a reason. Yeah. Give me a reason for being awake at this time. So, but this is, good. you're right. And I think this is why it, people, I've said this, to, I, I realised this myself by, by doing it myself. This is why I say to people, when they're feeling a bit down, like go out. Go for a walk. Stop watching telly. Just go for a walk. Go around the block. And I guarantee you'll feel a little bit better. You won't change it completely. 
And now, you know, and we do, everyone has seasonal, you know, uh, was it sad? Sad, sad. Because yeah. we're animals. And now we should be hibernating and tucking ourselves in and surrounding ourselves with food, getting ready for the winter. But we're not. We have to go out and slog our guts out for some fucking twat overlord for a pound an hour. <laughs> it, it, you know what? I, I'm I'm fully bought in, you know, to the sad thing. I think I get it quite bad, and yeah. I, I, everything you said really chimes with me. Um, this time of year, I'm not interested. There's a there's a wonderful meme uh, with Jay Z uh, laying down on the on his sofa with a do rag on and a glass of wine, and the meme simply reads, "It's that kind. It's that time of the season again, where once I get in my house." I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's it. I ain't, I ain't leaving my house once I'm indoors. You, you got me till tomorrow. It's that simple. But, um, you know, I, I do think what you said as well about that being outside with nature and cheering you up and stuff like yeah. that. I used to, I don't know whether it's like the background of the kind of, the kind of, uh, I guess, background I was raised against being a working class boy and whatnot. And, and I think... You know, I guess this is kind of some of the stuff that we're talking about on this pod mm. anyway. But, um, you know, the idea of having it like feeling down, having mental health issues or, you know, just being a bit blue and frustrated and disillusioned with life. That was not something that was particularly allowed in the God, no, in, in, the, in, in the areas I grew up in. It just wasn't like that. You know, it's a classic thing, probably what fueled this kind of discussion about, you know, man up and stuff like that. And. I, I never allowed myself to kind of get distracted by the beauties of, of life. Like in yeah. terms of, you know, things like looking at trees and birds <laughs> singing and st stuff like that. I'm like, who's, who's looking at a tree? Uh, yeah, I know. Same, same. <laughs> Whereas now, I actually, I, I, I've started to really chime with that. And I actually, I do get something out of it for the first time in the last five years. I've started to enjoy nature and it heals me in a way that I never... I would have just put it down to being hippie shit, something that I was not subscribed to or just didn't fit with my perception of myself. Whereas now, I'm like, what are you talking about? This stuff is the stuff that, you know, makes you keep going. It, it lets you enjoy what life is really about rather than getting... You know what you what you walk around angry about stuff that ev evidently doesn't matter. You yeah. know, this is it. I was the same as you. You know, and I was and I I grew up with. I've said this loads of times before, because my dad was into art and literature and all that. So there was loads of books around all the time, and I'd find myself. I had my favourite art books, and I'd flick through and find my favourite pictures and just look at them. You know, like whatever they were, landscapes and whatever else. And there's one that was one called Ghost of a Flea which I really loved, and I should just look at it. But I'd never tell my mates I'm looking at pictures of art. I'd have got my head punched in. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't, you, like, if you were out of the... I remember we found pornography, like, we, we when we were kids, to find the magazines. And I remember we were looking at them, and I remember saying, like, because my mate was going, oh, yeah, she's nice, she's nice. And I went, yeah, but what would you talk about? I said that. And he went, he went why do you want to talk to her? <laughs> And you're like, fuck's sake, this is what you're growing up with. And so you think you're weird if you have anything that's not like deemed as like manly. Well, I, I might pull you up a little bit on that, Rich, because if you are looking at porn, literature <laughs> or otherwise, and your first thought is conversation points, then maybe that's a little bit against what it's designed for. Well, I don't yeah, know, yeah, but... yeah. But I, that was just, I just had a moment and I went, well, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> No, I, yeah, I, I, I do so completely get, get yeah, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to fit. You have to fit with the um, 
the, the kind of cultural practices to you know of how you you justify who you are essentially mm. that is what we do that is how everyone feels comfortable you know i remember just on that note uh there was a kid in school he, he didn't have a great time of things there was a bit of bullying i'm not gonna lie but yeah. um he one one day brought in an <laughs> an uh a gratton catalogue do you remember gratton catalogue yeah. not around that much anymore but nah. It basically, people are like, what's, what's, what's Brendan doing? And that is his name. Sorry, Brendan, I'm icing you up, mate, anyway, he's listening. He's sitting over there, and like people are kind of getting a bit perturbed by what he's up to. He's sitting in science class looking at a Grattan mag- uh, magazine. We go over, like, what are you looking at, mate? He's looking at the underwear section with the ladies in bras and stuff being like, I'm just looking at this. It's like porn. And we're like, it's a Grattan catalogue. Like, that's the most budget porn you can get. Like, you've got prices for lingerie on there. Like, mate, that's all we had. That's all we had back then, you fucking kids with your internet. We, that's what we had. We had to look after. We had, to, we had Freeman's catalogue of K's. And we're thumbing through just to get a little bit of side boob. Well, this is it. Now I've, now I've just got ideas of <laughs> Brendan sitting over his Grattan catalogue and Rich Wilson looking over his shoulder going, but what would you say to her, Brendan? That's the thing. How much is that bra? <laughs> that's a steal, that one. You want to get, oh, look, that's a pack of two. <laughs> <laughs> but we had, this is it. You'd find, you'd find a picture somewhere that you... That it, but the other thing is as well, is that, like you say, because you, because of the stereotypes... You felt you had to be a certain way. So if you did find a picture of something that you quite liked, it may be sexually or whatever, but if it was something that didn't fit the norms, if you will, you wouldn't tell anybody. You'd keep that shit to yourself, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, mean, the the thing is as well, and and I was very much raised in the kind of uh, educational setting where a lot of people were growing up, it was everything's, that's gay, that's gay, yeah. and stuff like that. Anything that was bad or whatever, um, that's gay. There could be even the most heterosexual thing there, but if someone didn't like it, they'd still call it gay. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you can be looking at a lady in a bra or in a gratin thing going, oh, that's gay, mate. <laughs> <It's> like, well, <laughs> actually, no. I'm uh, just swatting up on um, how to <laughs> swoon a lady with uh, lingerie. Yeah, if you say, if you, if you would say something like that, that's a nice colour, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, gay, exactly. mate. Like, what? <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. And, but to be honest, when you're raised in that setting, it's... it's um. You, you know, you're kind of bound in. I was talking about this quite recently, actually. Mm. So I went to school. Um, you know that series, Educating Essex? No. Okay. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, yes, yes. There yes. you go. Yes, I remember. You got it. Basically, yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's a really, you know, a school in extreme educational circumstances. A lot of the kids are in really bad shape and whatnot. That's basically... I went. I went to that school. I went to the nah. precursor of that school. Yeah. Um, so to put it into context, that school is Passmore's. My school. I went to a school called Bray's Grove. Right. That school got closed down because it was essentially failing its students. And one way or another, when you look at it, they are saying that the students that are coming out of that school are not fit for purpose. <laughs> they're like they're like washing machines that get called back, you know, are faulty goods. I am a faulty washing machine and no one gets to recall me back and do me up and sell me for cheaper. This is it, I'm cooked. And so when I see Educating Essex and it's there and people are like, oh, look at those terrible kids. I'm like, we went to the one before that that got closed <laughs> down 
and off and and the naughty kids went to that school. So our naughty kids were them kids. And um, yeah, you know it. It. I remember like the 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 deprivation in ambition when it comes to what the kids in that school were able to even. You you couldn't whisper your dreams too loud, or you might. <laughs> Show you know you might provide a stick to beat you with. Yeah, people would would say things. Oh, I want to do this, and you're like, what do you think you're special for, mate? You you want some? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because then they feel insecure because you've got ideas above your station. Exactly, yeah. and I I found myself having to, to like everything in life. There's a balance, but I I I, I trod a line where it was I could achieve to a level that would show that I was academically savvy, but also stay not engaged enough with education so as to protect my social status and not get bullied, isolated, yeah. all of those things, you know. And it's um that's the that's the way it goes there. I think everyone picks that balance one way or another, but in my school it was real a real survival yeah. issue. You know, I mean it, it wasn't it wasn't just a oh yeah, work out what lessons you want to try and it's you're gonna get beaten up <laughs> if you don't start you know what I mean, picking yeah. your poison here. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh mate, I just and just as we're talking now, I've I've just had a, I've just remembered that my mum and dad, when I was get when they were choosing the the, the 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 senior school I was going to and I remember they were and they were gonna send me to somewhere else. I can't remember where it was. But it, had, it, had, it, had, it was just better. It had a be, you know, better numbers and better whatever else. And I was, I was, I put my foot down. I'm like, no, no, I want to go where my friends are. I want to go where my friends are. So they just went, all right, well, fine. And then they sent me to where I went, Ramson School for Boys. And I'm like, don't listen to me. What the fuck did I know? I was 11. <laughs> send me somewhere. Like, send, tell me where I'm going. <laughs> don't send me to that where I went. Which was, it wasn't a, it was a. It was a school. It was a basic school. You you did what you did, and if you weren't any, if you was, if you weren't academic in any way, shape, or form, they didn't encourage you. They kind of just went, "Well, fuck him. <laughs> just we'll focus on the ones that give a shit." Hundred yeah, percent. You know, most most yeah. most edu- I've worked I've worked in educational settings. I'm pretty sure you have as well. I mm, believe. Um, yeah. But you know, the fact is, is that it it can so quickly turn like that from an educational point of view. Um, when you are under-resourced and under-motivated and under-supported, it can quickly end up in a situation where, you know, those that cry the loudest get the most food. And yeah. and it's it's simple. Like, you know, not everyone's going to make it. No. <laughs> and if you're going to be a problem and, and the teachers are not properly supported, you're going under the bus. <laughs> you're into the machine, you know what I mean? And I've also been into settings working from uh, in educational settings where make no bones about it they were it was a trainer school for jail it was right. getting these kids ready like it was basically i was doing a bit of mentoring which is when i first started doing comedy and um yeah it's a bit of a side hassle to bring the bring the cash in I've work with the kids <laughs> yeah 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 loads of never lots of money but still um and i'll give you give an example right so i walked in on my first day and at, this isn't my first day, sorry, let me be clear. This is t- the interview for the job. Right. So I turned up at reception. At reception, there's a locked door there, there's a locked door there, and that's it. I was like, right, um, here for the job interview. While I'm there, there's a UPS driver or someone next to me at reception ready to deliver something. Out of the door, one of the locked doors, bursts a massive, which I now know to be a student, a geezer who is easily <laughs> my size, easily... If I ended up in a fight to death with him, it's touch and go. 
he is, you know, he's he's 15, but built like a fifth. Mate. Well, by a 25-year-old, you know, boxer. So he bursts out of the thing, and I'm like, okay, he seems in a rush. Comes back in five minutes later with a knife that he has purchased from the shop next door. It's like a butcher's knife oh kind of thing. Oh, my God. Goes back in. With, you can see the knife there, right? Me and the UPS driver standing there going, what? Okay. He bursts into the next door and goes up. Then another guy, a, a teacher, who I now know was a teacher, comes out of the door. like It was like a Benny Hill sketch. Comes out of the door two minutes later and goes, anyone seen this kid? And we were like, we think, we think he went through there. He's like, but he had a knife, by the way. And he went, what, you didn't stop him? <laughs> Geezer. <laughs> this is not even my interview yet. I haven't even got to my interview. What kind of Krypton Factor challenge do you think you I'm going to tackle an armed assailant to prove my work. Yeah, yeah, what do yeah. you mean? For my minimum wage? No, no, mate. Where the fuck was this? This sounds like Takeshi's Castle. It, it was in in West London around Acton. Right, um, right, right. You know, okay. Very serious stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, I worked further in that um, uh, educational setting for a little while, and I, I realised that basically the way all these doors were locked behind them, the day it was one on one care, and I'm not even going into some of the causes that lead to you know this uh, people being uh, needed to be in this educational provision i'm not even getting into that but i'm just talking about the fact that even aesthetically it's like a prison you've yeah. got two people in there they've both got guards around them also known as teachers you know they're basically in locked doors that doors don't get open to the end of the thing and it's like we know we know what this is the only difference is is that they can't call this a prison yet because they're not old enough. No. Do you know what I mean? But you know where you're going. So it's it's, it's a sad reality of yeah. uh, the current setup. But, um, you know, yeah, hopefully things will get better. Well, like you say, because it's so underfunded. Because the government, you know, they're all, they're all private educated, so they just think that everybody should be privately educated and if you're not, you're scum. So they don't invest any money in it. They don't invest any money in the NHS or the... Or, or education and then they but then they expect you know but there are people that want to do it you know they want to be teachers want to be nurses and they want to do things for people but you know and they expect them to do it for free and you're like no you should be supporting these people you should be you know and that and that's why like you say they get to a point they go oh fuck it i can't do this anymore i'm doing my best but I don't have the resources to do my job properly, you know? The amount of times that we had, you know, we didn't have the, we had to share books or, you know, we didn't have enough fucking paper or whatever, you know, and it shouldn't be that way. Education and health are two of the most important things that we need, that we have, and they don't give a fuck. Well, ultimately, it's about the masquerade of meritocracy, isn't it? The way that society is built up. And this is one of the things that leads to the crisis, collective crisis in public consciousness and mentality, because what we believe the system is set up to do is not what it's actually set up to do. So, again, it, it, it's it's a mirage, this mm. merit, meritocracy. Everyone's entitled to free education, although some people's education is going to be way different to other people's education. The fact is, is the uh, society um, en masse... Uh, and certainly our society is set up to reproduce so so each person reproduces their own class working class people are meant to have working class kids because guess what if everyone does well they can't have <laughs> huge discrepancies in wealth and access to resources it doesn't work like that but what they do have to do to continue the veil of meritocracy um 
sorry, to continue the veil of fairness, is to say, listen, everyone gets where they deserve to in life. That person at the bottom, they didn't work hard enough. That person at the bottom, yeah, you know, they always wanted to be a a road sweep or they always wanted to do this. And no disrespect to road sweeps, it's working class jobs, everyone should be proud. But the fact is, is that... That person may well have wanted to do something different, but you don't have the same opportunities. It's you know, it's the way it's the way of the world. But this isn't you know a glitch in the system. This isn't a uh, the system not quite working. This is how the system is built. Yeah. It's meant to do it. It is performing perfectly to re- help retain power for those that have it currently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it. Yeah, and it, it, the whole, like you said, the whole system is re- like even like when they say, "Oh, yeah, you you know, you can you can be whatever you want to be and do what you want to do." But what they really want is they want us all to be worker bees. Like this, the the fact that you're seen as a good citizen if you can borrow, if you're in a position to borrow loads of money from the bank, like, "Oh, yeah, you're a you're a part of, you're part of the solution because you can borrow all this money." And then and you're like, "How is that a fucking decent workable society that?" You know what I mean? That, that that's just like again, that's just shoveling money over to the people who've already got it. It's it's and but I don't know how you would and I don't know how you would break that down. I don't know how you would stop that. You just can't. It doesn't seem like you can. Well, well, ultimately, the key word there out of that is control. Because yeah. the fact is, is if you're paying a mortgage, as I am, I'm not saying it from the outside. You know, like mm. I'm some you know wild fringe kind of person. I'm not. I, I pay a mortgage, but ultimately, that mortgage says that I am going to be bound in to a, at least a certain level of control because I have responsibilities. Either I pay these bills or I lose my house. Yeah. Everyone has their, you know, base levels of um, needs to be met. So, you know, shelter, food, all of these things. When you've got something as base as shelter and uh, and loads of other needs that have to be met by buying into the system, then it removes certain abilities to challenge that system because it's all well and good saying, oh, right, well, I don't think it's fair, you know, um, paying a mortgage. Okay, well, you're going to live on the streets and yeah. then see how loud your voice is. <laughs> it's not, you know, you have they have to get a little bit of buy-in one way or another. But one what we is needed overall is we've got to start trying to decentralise power in some ways. And, 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 and I do think that I believe in, in the state. I believe that... We do need state provisions like education and health and mm. whatnot because I don't think that the market writes itself. We know it doesn't. That's why you've got billionaires running around there having space, you know, wanking competitions <laughs> trying to get into <laughs> into a different yeah. to break the ozone. Like, oh yeah, cool, I got there first. Well done. Like, shut up, John. <laughs> yeah. Shut up, shut up, Bezos and yeah. uh, and Musk. But um. You know, the the reality is is we can't trust people's uh, innate morality to to act in, you know, sound ways. Otherwise, you wouldn't hoard so much resources whilst other people literally cannot feed themselves, yeah. literally don't have a house. So I do believe that we need state, but what we also need to do is localise power a lot more as well. So instead of, you know, some twat like Boris Johnson dishing out orders, you know, all around. We need, you know, more responsibility at local council level. Sound representatives as well, because a lot of the councillors are absolute twats that let their constituents down. But, you know, we've got to be able to find a way of getting politics to reflect the communities that they actually represent for more... 
you know, far more clearly rather than the bureaucracy that we're so often tied up with. Uh, yeah. um, and that is ultimately the way... You know, just, just to kind of um, illustrate this point, you know how um, with schools, again, when they say that even at state schools, if you are from a richer area, your state school's more likely to be better mm. because... The, the parents have more money. They're more interested in the school. They're more gonna. They're gonna get involved. They're gonna wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink with a few people to get certain. You know. And the fact is, is I don't agree that it should be that disproportionate based on social class and 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 the area that you live in. But the fact is, is that that is an example of a way that a local community can help shape their environment and the, you know, possibilities and attainment possibilities of their children and next generation. At least if we had a real um, representation of communities and a more meritocratic approach to education and other um, uh, social services, we would at least be... I would be able to make more peace with inequality in society if people genuinely had a fair shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you yeah, genuinely... Yeah. But right now, we don't, and nah. it's just a rigged system. Oh, God, yeah. I tell you what, it, 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 it got made really apparent to me. I didn't really realise the differences. Because I you know, like, well, grew up working class, but, you know, we weren't poor. We didn't have loads of money. But, um, but what I did... I've said this before. I did community service a few years ago, about five, six years ago. And um, I, was on the, I was on the Broadwater Farm Estate in Tottenham. And I suddenly went, oh, my God, like, you look, you walk around that place, those people have just been abandoned. They don't, nobody gives a fuck about them. You know, there was, all like, you go under the flats, and there's all manner of dealing going on, and people shuffling around. It's fucking rubbish everywhere. The shops, the, the amenities on there have closed. There's one shop, the guy that's been there for years, but he's, he's got no windows in his shop. He's all boarded up. He's selling you know, waste paper baskets and, and all sorts of... He's selling everything he can just to try and make a few quid. But the community centre shut down. There's nothing for the kids to do. And I was just walking around there going, fucking hell, this is... And this and that, and that is just in that example. And those those places exist up and down the country. But no, no money's been invested in those people. They're just being left, you know? They just, they literally, the government just wants them to just fuck off. Just we're going to knock all this down one day anyway. New lot can just fuck off into the sea, and that's what that is to change, you know. And, and and the fact is, is that you know, and that you you're perfectly right when you say those places are all over the country. Yeah. They're all over the world, but certainly yeah, in our yeah, country, yeah. you know, in what is meant to be a more developed nation. But again, to, to return to the point, this isn't an accident. No. So, you know, the, what gets me sometimes is when we talk about. Um, collective action, whether it be industrial action or, you know, uh, various different kind of groups of people coming together demanding political change. One of, and there is an issue relating to that that is very hot topic at the moment, which I've just seen about these, you know, the police bill and, and anti-protest bill, mm. horrific, and people need to stand up and seriously wake up because that is a very, very scary and dangerous thing that they're trying to push through. But in general, you know, this is not the system acting erroneously. This is what it's meant to do. So mm. when you are a kid growing up on Broadwater, uh, on the Broadwater estate, you know, it's so easy to feel disillusioned because you're like, society's forgotten me. Yeah. But yeah, they have. Yeah. You know, the fact is, is that, that is what it is. And when you talk about what's the classic um, uh, idiom or saying, if you like, uh, uh, around getting out of the ghetto in America, it's like your only ways out are music, sport 
and drugs yeah. or, or crime, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, and when we talk about our crime issue, you know, and this is why it's so people look so back to front on it, is because you've got to look at the causes and, and deprivation is always the main cause always. Of, always. of large crime figures, but the people that can control and make a change on these things, they have no motivation to do it unless no. there's serious political upheaval, serious protest, serious... You know, people getting aggy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I don't want. They're, they're trying to ban it because that's the exactly, thing they don't want. Exactly. But that's how you actually get changes in society and in life. You have to show solidarity with these people struggling because otherwise, you know, one of the things that must get everyone down, it certainly does me, is the recurring nature of themes, in like recurring nature of of unfairness and inequality and you're yeah. like this just keeps going on and on and we never seem to break the cycle no um but the reality is is the only ways to create to um break the cycle and to boost morale if you like is through gaining solidarity with other people like yourself who can see these issues and genuinely want to band together to bring about change because even if you don't get there initially, the fact you're trying and you're with other people trying will, you know, it's not always pl plain sailing, but you get a comfort in the fact you're trying to do something, yeah. trying to make things better. And the only way you can get anything done is through that collective action and solidarity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right that you can tell how fucking shit this government is by, like, like you say, they're, ch they're changing the rules every day. To suit, to suit themselves like I say instead of it's, they're so short sighted they're so greedy instead of actually dealing with the issues which would be such an easier cheaper way of doing what they did rather than having to change the fucking system change the rules so they hang on to a little bit more a little bit more power a little bit more money make sure and, and fuck the poor and all that it's a, it, and it gets to the point you go well if they're changing the laws and they're changing we can't even protest now like what do we do? It's going to end up with just civil war. We're going to end up out on the streets like we did, you know, in that, in a few a few years back when we all, everyone went out and just set fire to the place, you know. Well, well, I mean, you know, well, that's not the answer, but no, of course, no. But the fact is, is that everyone everyone poo poos, you know, riots and things like that, and and I understandably so. They're quite mm. scary events yeah. and whatnot, but you can't deny the fact that they often lead to social changes. It's one of the only things that gets the ruling class on the run and yeah. scared. Um, you know, everyone complying and sending out a couple of mean tweets, they don't give a fuck. No. Okay, no. like, hey, Boris, you're a real twat. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me reverse policy. No one gives a shit. Do you know what I mean? But when you start... This is the thing. And I'm, again, I'm not saying that I necessarily endorse every practice that is employed, but you see the guys who are doing the... Um, uh, in, in, incubation, well, no, incubation, uh, insulation, <laughs> rebellion, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, um, they're basically sitting down in the road and they're making people late for work, and yeah. people are like, great point, dreadful way of showing it. And I'm not saying that I don't disagree with them people, but the fact is, is that. You can't bring about social change unless you fuck a few people off. And then, mm. yes, they might be aiming it at the wrong people, but so you're going to get bothered by it one way or another. But what they are saying, rightly or wrongly, is that if we don't cause these issues, you are going to have far bigger issues down the yeah. line. Now, again, it's not to say I'm agreeing with them, but I think people are too easy to dismiss uh, dismiss their, co their cause and their methods. But the key point is, is that we absolutely have to have the right to those protests. Otherwise, yeah. any veil of democracy is removed. The fact that they are trying to come after 
people's rights to protest is nothing short of... It's one of the most gross attempts at challenging our democracy that I've ever seen during my lifetime. It's disgusting. Yeah. I was reading an article in The Guardian yesterday um, from George Monibo, and he basically was saying that the way they are... Tro- they, they basically snuck... Because this is another thing about litigation. When they put through some of these new restrictions and their laws... They, we, we get, we get given these laws, and we just think that oh, we, we have a, a kind of over, overruling trust in the process that oh, these laws can't be that weird because they had to have gone through Parliament. They have to have had some mm. level of robust scrutiny. No, these guys <laughs> are shaky dudes. They put through this police bill, and then after that, they had some amendments and then voted it through, and no one got to scrutinise that. No. And so. In that bill, they are suggesting that if you protest, if me and you go out and say, do you know what, if Insane in a Membrane ain't number one podcast in the country next week, we're going to sit down in the road and we chain ourselves together, we can go to jail for a year. One day short of a year. One day short of a year. Like, that's mad. And with laws that are so, like, obscure or hard to pin down, they can pretty much be rolled out for anything. And you always sit there thinking, yeah, but it won't be for me. It's not going to be for law-abiding citizens. Listen, the, genuinely, the pincers are starting to close now, and soon it's going to be any dissenting voices. And what we don't need are people looking at the protests, like Black Lives Matter protests, Me Too pro- protests, um the environmental protests and going, oh, look at these hippies, they just get on with it, we've all got problems. No, you don't get it. Whether you like these causes or not, they are still protesting and within, inherent in their protest, they are protecting your rights to yeah. challenge, you know, the, your your rule masters. And, yeah. and that is absolutely imperative to everything that we hold deal, hold, I- hold ideal... Uh, Oh dear, I should say, in a uh, democracy. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's, it's, oh, it's, it, 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 like you said, it's it just, it's, it, I was watching, so I caught a clip um, of the uh, the podcast, three speech podcast. And I don't, I, I've seen clips of it before, but one thing they said that was really interesting the other day is that they were saying about, you know, on, on, uh, you know, on on in, on social media and things like that. Even on that level, even on that, level, if you say things like anti-government, you say Boris is a prick, or you know, they, they, you ain't going to get your blue tick. You ain't going to get. You're not. You're going to get buried in the algorithms because they they've all got an agenda. You've got to be towing the line. You've got to be saying the right things. You've got to be going. Oh wow, isn't Boris great? Otherwise, you're going to get shut down. And that's on that level. You know, so, so of course they're going to be shutting you down on other on 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 a much wider scale. You know, even now, even this conversation we're having now, they'll put, they'll, they would be like, well, they are, they're against everything, so let's shut this shit down, you know? And that's a terrifying situation to be in. You know, people take the piss out of North Korea, and you go, you go, well, that's quite a similar sort of thing that we're going towards, you know, where you're just like, you're either with the government or you're not. And that's terrifying. It is, it is. And, 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 the, and the reality is, is and you know, this isn't... This isn't pie-in-the-sky stuff. No. Look at the BBC, OK? It's it's the most integral media institution in our country, always has been, mm. you know, certainly in our lifetimes. They are meant to represent all of the licence fee players, and so ultimately 
as to the best of their ability, remain impartial um, from a political stance. That's just gone out the window. Out the window, the, yeah. The guy who is the director general of them, he's a used, he used to, I think he used to be a Tory MP. He certainly was involved in the Tory party. You know, it's not even thinly veiled anymore. When no. it comes to the fact that they are applying for, you know, essentially when they, it comes to renewing their ability to ask for licence fees and whatnot, the government essentially will get involved will be getting involved in that and saying if you want to keep practicing as the bbc and asking for license fees you'll start sticking to our agenda yeah i mean what are you talking about talking about north korea and stuff this is all on the same scale <laughs> and what also has to be realistic about what people need to be realistic about is you look at someone like a north korea and you look at kim jong-un he looks like a weird dude he's you know it all just seems bizarre yeah. but so many of the Western governments, one way or another, do you think they don't look at the way that China and North Korea or whatever, these countries have control over their citizens and think, oh, I wouldn't mind a bit of that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's get yeah. realistic. You, what you sit there, they can tell you what they want. Oh, we're a free democracy or whatever. Well, you're actively trying to attack it. Yeah. What you actually want is to maintain the social order with you guys at the top. That is it. Is that is, that it? is yeah. it. And we've gone through the last two years, certainly, you know, kind of 18 months uh, uh, um, with regards to the social issues and the pandemic. And we've seen some of the greatest social upheaval of any of our lifetimes. And what it has done, what I believe, is it has, for all of the people that used to sit there and say, you know, when you talk about more radical changes to the way we make up society or the way we could organize ourselves and live our lives and people go yeah but that's just crazy you just can't do that there's no way that people would get out of bed if if we lived in more equal society you know but everyone would just be sponging off the state and stuff like that listen if someone had told you a couple of years ago you're all going to be locked in your houses for 18 months and you're going to be talking over Zoom, doing doing pub quizzes with your nana, okay, and you can't get out and your one highlight was ordering a takeaway a week, you'd have gone, that's nuts, that's bonkers, couldn't happen. We've just done it. Yeah. So let's not talk about what could, could and can't be possible. There's plenty that could be possible. But the fact is, is it serves a few to maintain this notion that any other way of living is beyond the realms of possibility. And quite frankly, we're just doing as good as we can. Because actually, that's a that's a misnomer that's completely been dispelled and we've realised that there are plenty of other ways of doing things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's and it's you know, it's this is why these conversations are really important because people don't realise. People they think these things but they're like, oh, yeah, but I, maybe I'm, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm imagining it. Maybe everything's all right, really. And you go, no, it's not all right. It's not fucking all right at all. All the things you're thinking, all the things you're feeling, all these, this, this waking up anxious, waking up going, what the fuck is going on? That's how everyone's feeling right now. Only psychopaths aren't feeling like that. And they're the ones that are pushing us out of the way to get to the, to get to the top. You know, the rest of us are going, yeah, we've, this is fucked up, isn't it? Is this fucked up? I'm not sure. Is it <laughs> fucked up? I don't know. And then, and then you've got the government going, oh, yeah, well, ch changes need to be made. We need to make change. You've been in power for 12 years. We've only had a Labour government, I think, maybe twice in my lifetime. Maybe. When I was a baby, I think it might have been the, the other time. But the rest of the time, has been. this is a Tory country. 
you know, and you and you and then they're going, yeah, it's all a bit fucked, and it, yeah, because you fucked it, <laughs> you fucking wanker. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh yeah, but no, no, it's the geezer, it's the geezer selling drugs under the flats. He's the fucking issue. <laughs> exactly, uh, and you know, scapegoating is their mo one is is rule one hundred and one when it comes to um, exercising their agenda. You know, we we've seen it recently with the migrants as well, or the refugees. Yeah. You know, and someone put a, a beautifully curt little tweet out that I had to share the other day, which was um, just so I'm right. Uh, I can't remember, so sorry whoever said it. I'm not giving you credit, but it was just so I'm right. Um, it's our fish, but your refugees. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it, that's what we're talking about, yeah. yeah. Like, okay, so you know, at the end of the day, 100 people can drown in the channel, and it's, oh, yeah, that's sad. Why don't you just stop at the other countries? Oh, we don't know. Bearing in mind that we're contributing to the destabilisation of the regions they're often running from, yeah, exactly. or dropping bombs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Whacking a beehive and then going, why do these bees keep stinging me? <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> why do these bees keep coming over here looking for a new home? <laughs> um, but... You know, the fact is, is that, um, again, things are going exactly the way these people want it to. And, and, and what you're talking about is completely right about how that impacts us on a human level. Waking up anxious. Yeah. Drink, drink addictions, drug addictions, you know, breakdowns of personal relationships. It's because we are being put under a strain through society in a way that we just weren't meant to be living. We're no. not meant to be doing this nonsense. One of the things, which is, that, again, like how the pandemic, one way or another, which I believe um, was not, it wasn't a, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist on, along the lines of this was, you know, all planned out and they are doing things, the ruling classes are doing it, you know, they, they released it or whatever. I don't think they are, but... If one thing is clearer than anything else, the ruling classes are opportunistic. Mm. And so this situation came about and some of the impacts affected them negatively, like everyone having to stay at home and not going to work and all of these things. You can see how desperate they were clamouring in this country. Get out, go to your work, go to your jobs. And everyone's like, sorry, you've just been telling us there's a pandemic. Everyone's dying. Why am I leaving my house? And, yeah. You know, but... But they don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Do you remember when they started going, we need everyone to get back to the office? Yeah, yeah. Because the people who run Pret are like, listen, we're going to go under. Get yeah, them in yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, even the train companies, the, the, the rents, everything, they're going, yeah, yeah. if people start working from home, we're not going to get money from the from the travel. We're not going to get money from the, we're not, you know, the, the, the even that, the congestion charge. I mean, that's funny. Like they brought the ULES thing in, the fucking, suddenly that was, oh, yeah, we're bringing that out and that's going to be stretched out further because of the environment. Go, no, it's not. It's to make money, you scheming shitbags. You yep. absolutely, and then everyone in, now in the ULES, in, the, in, that, in, that, in that fucking thing, now they all have to pay just to have their cars parked outside their houses. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you're like, I mean the ULES. Sorry, Rich, yeah, the ULES thing is the same as um, carrier bags in supermarkets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utter piss bollocks. takers. Utter Absolute bollocks. piss takers. And I refuse to pay. Come get me. Come get me, guys. <laughs> we said, you got, you got the evidence. Come get me. Yeah, Come yeah, watch yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. Because, nah. I, and, and don't get me wrong, I do try to bring my own bag, recycle, whatever, but I'm not going to be penalised for you know your in through your environmental tax when you don't come down on the biggest the biggest culprits of um environmental pollution and whatever else me getting a, a, a Sainsbury bag every now and then is not what's killing all the fish in the sea it's not <laughs> it's not it's it's just as simple as that but 
you know, of course, we could all work to do it, but this is where the hypocritical nature of the rulers comes in. When they're not making these right changes, when you talk about things like fracking and stuff, and yeah. everyone knows there's an environmental issue, but they still go ahead with it. Because yes. it's about money. All about care, money. Yeah. You know, um, and so, uh, of course, you know, this is a, a problem that the um, Tories have been making for a long time. But as I say, like, the fact that they had to launch into one of the most socialist, <laughs> um, envir- economical packages we've, well, we have ever seen, you know, possibly since the end of the Second World War, but maybe ever, by the fact that they're paying people to stay at home and support an economy or whatever. This is not stuff that they wanted to do. Not nah. Boris John, Rishi Sunak was having cold sweats. <laughs> I'm, I'm paying them for what? <laughs> <laughs> Staying at home? Netflix? No, you know. But we're going to tax them. What we'll do, we'll tax it. That's <laughs> what we'll do. They've got to pay tax on it. You go, oh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, is what happened, and one of the byproducts of us staying at home was we started collectively to look at it and go, do you know what? Don't get me wrong, this isn't all across the board because mm. obviously one of the bad sides of it was the social isolation and yeah. all of the negative effects of, uh, effects of not seeing our support networks and whatnot. but one of the things people said is why do I go to work why do I as in why do I travel into work why do I spend two hours a day yeah. commuting dead time dead yeah, time yeah, yeah. apart from listening to wonderful podcasts like this <laughs> and my own you know you don't do much else with it and that's time I could be spent with my kids I could be you know, with my loved ones, I could be doing stuff, being proactive, and people rightfully are now are going, hold up, if you want us to come back, I might come back three days a week, but yeah. I ain't doing five days a week. Why should I? <laughs> I've shown you I've shown you I can do it now. Yeah. And as a society, we have seen that it can work. Most people can do their jobs from home or, you know, a portion of them. And yeah. so why are we killing ourselves to do all this stuff? Literally having to sniff people's armpits on the tube because you're in, you know, origami folding positions, like crammed into tight carriages. What's the point? Like this is that kind of stress is stuff that's shaving years off your life. Yeah, Make yeah, no yeah. bones about it. And so I think that we've started to look at it, combined with the fact that, um, you know, with the imperative of a pandemic that felt. It genuinely fear was in the air we were like I might die who knows yeah. anyone could die anyone could catch this or whatever you go life's too short to be crammed in someone's armpit on a tube I'm, do you know what we, we do need to work for home. we do need to find different ways of working yeah. and suddenly all of the old classic tropes away this, around the way society had to be start to dissipate and we realise that there can be a different way there can be a better way yeah well you can see it like I've said this before on here you can see it, like all the new apartments that are being built. When I got the train down here today from London Bridge, and you see all the new apartments that are up, and then and the way that they sell them as well, like luxury London apartments, they've got all these amenities, they've got this and that and the other. But you look and you go, they're fucking tiny. These and they're all on top of each other, like the block. Like when, when we were growing up, like at least the council estate, you had a, the, the, the blocks were spaced out, and there was a park in the middle of it if you were lucky, and it was all like. There was space, and the flats were not a decent. They were quite a decent size. Now they're just like little pods, and they're like that's going to cost me nearly a million quid. But luckily, it's near work, so I won't have to travel that much. You're like they're literally they're just turning us into worker bees. They're making motorways wider, train lines faster, so we can get to work quicker and produce and produce and produce. And they don't give a shit. 
about our mental health. Like my mate works for Bank of America. Fuck those fucking pricks. That man, my mate, he did the right. He did the right thing by social by the social norms. He went to school. He did really well. He got a good job in a bank. He got a wife and a kid. He got a mortgage. He did the way that you're supposed to do it. And he's practically suicidal because. Bank of America fucked him over so many times and he can't he doesn't know what to do and they're not listening to him whilst at the same time they're wanging on about what they're doing for people's mental health you're like you fucking wankers you disgusting pricks and this is why people are now lying on their beds going I don't know what to fucking do I don't know what to do I was supposed to buy a house but I could never afford one and the only one I mean, these, these tiny apartments now even if I get a tiny apartment I have to go outside to change my fucking mind you know, it's it's we're in this, this fucking spiral, and it's horrible, really horrible for people. It's a ve- it's a very good point. Uh, love that saying, but I go outside to change my mind. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm pretty proud. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, mate, that's good. Um, no, you, you know, again, um, just to triple down on this point, this is the system doing what it was designed to do, mm. and and I think that people at different times come to their own awakening. And that is that, you know, when it comes to happiness, it has to be a, you know, a project that starts and ends with yourself. Mm. And that is, and it doesn't mean that it doesn't involve friends and family and loved ones. It means that you as a person choose to pri- what to prioritise. If you buy in to, let's call it the American dream, but obviously it's the dream that goes all around Western countries, you know, um, you can make it to the top. Hey, you can yeah, make it yeah. to the, You just got to keep fighting, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. uh, basically, it is a, it's a never-ending story which will mostly end in despair because not everyone can get to the top anyway. No. And it's constantly moving goalposts. So even one of the reasons why this society doesn't work properly and why it's also wildly inefficient is because we waste so much. Like, yeah. if you look at society, right, we are not producing enough for everyone just to live good lives. That's not, that should be our goal, everyone just to lead, lead a good life. No, we have to produce enough so that some people have spaceships that they yeah. can fly <laughs> to into, you know what I mean, to check out, to have a little yeah. look at the moon and to whatnot. To just get their cocks out and go, exactly. look at me. my cock's Hope- higher than yours. Yeah, and then they might land it and get on their super yacht that they'll cruise around the med with, you know. And when you get it into a system, I mean, listen to how how fucked up this is, right? Jeff Bezos comes back from his flight into the uh, the, the ozone layer or whatever else, um, and then comes back down, and then thanks everyone who shops at Amazon for giving him the money to be able to do it. How disgusting yeah, is that? Yeah. Do you think that all of the small shops and don't get me wrong I'm not saying it like I've never shopped at Amazon I do and I have and I still do at times Um, but you know you've got Amazon workers who are constantly having to whistleblow to show about the kind of obscene conditions they're working in making Mike Ashley blush you know, people, <laughs> the people sports to, direct guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Having to take pisses in bottles, you know, yeah. trying to hit, hit their delivery quotas so they can't even, you know, stop for a toilet break. And so Jeff Bezos goes, "Hey guys, thanks for thanks for li- working in inhumane conditions and having to piss on the side of the M11." Um, <laughs> fact is, is I made it to space for you guys. You're the ones. That, you, you're yeah, a gross yeah, man, yeah, yeah, and, and it also gross. speaks to the level of disengagement with average people that they actually are, that they can talk in these ways. Yeah. Because they genuinely think that 
People like me and you give a fuck about him going, what are you talking about? You know, we're worried about paying bills, mate. Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. on with you? I know. And, um, and, and the fact is, is that when you have such a grossly unfair society where so much resources go into that, and yet there are other people who are living on families having to feed themselves with just rice, yeah. things like that, you know, in no... They're basically, you, you you know, you're in a situation where you go, we don't need to be doing all of it. We don't need to be working this hard to be getting so little back because ultimately it's all going in one direction. Yeah. It goes up. Trickle down economy, e- economics, is actually trickle up eco- economics. <laughs> That's the way it goes, it, you know, any for anyone that pays attention. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, of course. When you when you talk about these big conglomerates and these banks not caring about people's mental health and things, of course they don't. They, no. It's it's a motif. It's a it's a it's a, a, a plaque or a, a banner they reel out yeah, yeah, to yeah. gain some kind of social kudos with their with their customers and yeah. be like to make them seem compassionate. When in reality, they're the ones that you know are dro- most. These are the guys that you know. We talk about all these bankers killing themselves. They're jumping out of windows. Yeah. You know what I mean? What's going on? If if I said, I've got this business, right? You know, Johnny's Cookies. And over the course of 10 years, five to six people have jumped out of Johnny's Cookies building. You might you might come and go, what's in the cookies, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. in the cookies, mate? What are you doing to these stuff? What, what are these guys doing? You know, but the banking industry, yeah, it's tough out there, isn't it, eh? But I'll tell you what. We'll donate another million, which is like finding money down the back of the sofa to these guys, to a mental health cause. But the reality is, is are we implementing the kinds of root and branch changes that would be needed to protect everyone's mental health, everyone's yeah. well-being uh, on, on a societal scale? No, of course we're not, because ultimately that's not in their interest. No, of course it isn't, because it's all about... what they, It's so short-sighted, because if these people with all these billions and trillions of of pounds... If they just invested a bit of it, just a bit, in people, they they would still benefit. They would benefit even more if everyone had. If everyone was taken care of, you go. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, the, the vibe would be better. I know this sounds like hippy dippy and like this will never happen, but if everyone was sorted out, the people would still. They, you'd be more inclined to vote for these cunts. You go. They sorted everything out. Fine. Let's keep these. Let's keep them in. You get the power. So stop being fucking short sighted. <laughs> Let's sort everyone out, and then we'd all go, "Yeah, vote for them." They they sort of they didn't put spikes outside of Safeways. They <laughs> they put beds in. They put people in beds instead, and that's yeah. what you've got to do. But unfortunately, um, you know that isn't completely grounded in reality. In the no. sense that, you know, the fact is, is you've just said it yourself. It's been a Tory government for most of the years of your life, and yeah. a, and the one Labour government wasn't wasn't a million miles better. No, it's just uh, a one different, of it, it was it was it was it was Tory with a different colour tie. Yeah, a red tie on and yeah. a war criminal at that. But um, <laughs> you know, the fact is, is that in terms of trying to get past the electoral system with a more progressive approach to organising society along more egalitarian means. That's not an easy thing to do because what did we see under Corbyn? Now, the fact is, I'm a big Corbyn fan. Mm. I know there'll be a lot of people out there who weren't. That's up to them. You know, I don't need you to ascribe to my way of thinking. It's irrelevant. But one thing you need to be abundantly clear on, I don't care what side of political spectrum you're on, is you saw when Corbyn ran for office, 
the way that all of the mechanisms of this society militarized into attacking someone who is essentially proposing a different way of doing things. Yeah. And you had every institution from the BBC to, you know, institutions, even educational institutions, yeah. various different media institutions, um, all coming out, essentially... Just he was treated like a hostile creature, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know how yeah. in your body, like the way you, you know your antibodies will go after a hostile virus or whatever. Yeah. It's like that. They all went into gear and and started chopping the guy down. And this isn't again. It doesn't matter whether you agree with him or not. You saw how biased. Like it, there are studies on it. How biased the coverage of him and his proposals were. They yeah. said at the end there were people in his own party who were actually trying to destroy. You know, any hope of his getting in, self-sabotage. Because ultimately, what he was proposing, they had no interest in getting getting through. You know, when we talk about Corbyn as well, do you remember when he was in his last election, when he was trying to, um, uh, when he was up against Bojo and he was coming out with things like, what about if we introduced free broadband for all? Yeah. And people were like, oh, you whack job, there's that magic money tree again. Oh, look, Corbyn's printing money out again, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> now, now... Wasn't it? I'm not saying you could predict this, but how how you know um, interesting that when the pandemic came around and all of our children were asked to work from home, and their educational attainment was going to be based on what they could get together get get together through their work at home. Yeah, and you've got kids at home who don't have broadband, don't have internet, they don't have laptops, and suddenly you're sitting there thinking. Wouldn't it be a good idea if everyone had free access to broadband? Because the facts of the matter are is you have to have internet access in this current day and age yeah. to be able to live a full, fulfilled life. And, and and I don't mean like just so we can watch stuff, but it's it's an educational tool. It's not all like social media and whatnot. No, it's of course so not. much. So everyone should have access to that. Meanwhile, they found the magic money tree when they were <laughs> pumping out, you know, support... It's uh, uh, e economic support for all the people who are off work, furlough, etc. Yeah. I I've heard firsthand uh, <laughs> firsthand accounts of people um, basically having a business that they suddenly took on free people and stuck everyone on furlough, so they're getting free. You know, people are rinsing it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But you know, the fact is, is that they didn't mind doing it when it was benefiting their typical voter base yes the idea of helping people who are poorer and look at the look at the treatment marcus rashford was getting yeah. when he started suggesting that could we feed the kids during yeah, the school yeah, holidays yeah. marcus you're mad focus on the football <laughs> even on that level you go it shouldn't even be an issue what do you mean you've got to go in and vote for vote for it that should just be a given kids are starving we better feed them then <laughs> Not, oh, we better go, we better get into Parliament and then see if we can get it through by voting, you know. You're like, you fucking wankers, just feed people. Fuck, it just... This is the stuff that keeps me up at night. I get so fucking angry. Mm. And then, but, you know, it'll be my... I know what I'm like. I'll lose my temper. I'll throw a bin at number 10. And then I'll get banged <laughs> up for 20 years. <laughs> One day shy of a year, I believe. Is, is it really? Yeah, yeah. Um, I might no, just do it just to have a fucking, just to 
have a holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no, but you know, the, you'll you'll be back living in the same conditions as your subterranean flat in oh, London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would get a little bit of light. Yes, yeah, yeah, usually yeah. around eight, I can see in my cell. <laughs> well, I get three square meals a day, and I'm, I'll get a shower. <laughs> He's a nice screw, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I only got beaten up three times today. God, sounds like my uh, school. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is it. But you know, and we even talking about you know um, the feeding kids. <laughs> you know, for all the, for all that anyone thinks of him, and I, I I think there's a lot of criticism when Jamie Oliver did that bit of an expose, really that you know reshaped the way that um, school meals and stuff were, were thought about, and they started to butt their ideas up because beforehand, and this would have been the school meals that you and I were used to, mm. were basically like. What you're feeding the kids is causing a lack of attention, yeah. a lack of nutrition, a lack of their bodies aren't developing right. They're getting aggressive, tired. You know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Look yeah. at like these, these things all matter at the end of the day. First of all, when we look at the obesity issues, you know, people have been learning the wrong way from day dot about food. You know, certainly before, yeah. and so they're on the tracks. If your food is your vice as well, you're on the tracks. You're going to go down that way, and all of the mental health issues that come off of the back of eating, you know, eating issues anyway, food issues, and but when it comes down to things like this, can affect your educational attainment. Full stop. Even if you haven't got eating issues, you're you've got a lack of attention. All oh, right, so then I didn't go and achieve very well in my GCSEs. Couldn't get into the uni that I wanted to, if I, if that was even a possibility. And these are all things that are set in place. Of course, these people above you don't care. They don't, they don't care. They nah. actively don't. They actually want it to continue this way. Um, you know, when you look at Jacob Jacob Rees-Mogg, I mean, that geezer, you couldn't design a more archetypal, posh, tough... I'm not going to use the big word on here. <laughs> There's no need. But the reality is, is that's who he is. You know, nine children. How often do they the Tories talk about... Poor single mothers having loads of kids yeah, that can't yeah, really, yeah. you know. Oh, well, it's all right for Mog. How someone had sex with him nine times, I don't know. Because, you know, you've got to have some stomach on you. Someone's um, got, someone got a wand fetish, because that's what he looks like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, or Walter the Softy, certainly. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, either way, he can, you know, he's coming down pouring scorn on the families that are disgusting families that died at the Grenfell Tower being right. like it was common sense to get out of there disgusting man yeah and but it also he let the mask slip in that moment he's one of those that doesn't have much of a mask yeah because you know when you talk about societies where um like like, like in India for instance with the caste system where your classes are entrenched there they have a um, uh, you know, kind of um, a belief system that underpins that class structure, like you, you, you mixed in with reincarnation and stuff. It's you are where you're meant to be, so you don't fight it. Yeah. Well, outside of having something like that, Britain has the most entrenched class system in the world. We have not only the Queen as the head of state, and she's still going at the moment, you yeah. know, but all the way through, down, you know, the gentry, the noblemen, these people have been around for ages because they stole that land initially. Yeah. Said, I, I'm going to be a baron. Do you know what I mean? A fancy dress part. I'm going to be a baron, and everyone has to just buy into it. And so, so our class system is fully entrenched. It's very hard to think, you know, about subverting that. Jacob Rees Mogg has. All of his family has always been rich. Yeah. So they don't care about poor people. They don't no. care about poor people dying or having... It's 
that it's not bred into him to care about them. So he is absolutely performing his duties as a member of the ruling class and now a member of parliament because he's he serves his, you know, his kin. Yeah. And that is as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, mate, it, I mean, and this is the thing, it's just these are conversations that are going to... These are conversations that have been happening for years, like you just said, hundreds of years. It's never been different. You know, they talk about you know, the, the, the systemic racism and things like that, which I didn't understand before. And, I, and then I was, I was reading into it. And I'm like, oh, of course, yeah. And I've said this before. You know, there's not many... You know, we don't see any... You never see photos of a black family stood outside the gates of their stately home that was their ancestors. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's fucked. The whole system is fucked. It's geared towards these five fucking white paedophiles that run the world. <laughs> Um, and Reese Fogg is part of that machine. My and, legal you know. team has just advised me to say that I in no way support that. I, I'm available for work and I in no way support Richie's last couple. Yeah, no, you're completely right. Yeah. Of course, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know how the system covers up for sexual predators. We know how that, even to the very, very top, don't we? You know, Mate, um, in, like you said earlier, it's a great point. It all comes back to money. Everything comes back to money. Even in our industry, we know of people that have had, that have behaved like fucking assholes. They have, their behavior has been disgusting, but because people are making money from them, it's still, it kind of gets pushed to the side. You're kind of like, oh yeah, don't make a fuss, don't make a fuss, because people are making money out of those people. And as soon as that money stops coming in, that's when things start to, they go, oh yeah, they did this and they did that, like with the BBC, you know, that all that shit got covered up until they weren't making money from those people anymore. Yeah. And they went, oh yeah, now we can talk about it. And that's the thing. Everything comes back, it's all about money on every single level. I mean, I certainly agree with that, about mm. the money thing. I, yeah. I, I slightly disagree with one thing in terms of... Um, you know, once they stop making money from you, they can dispel you. In some cases, that's true. But I think also the other things that we've seen is sometimes there becomes enough social swelling of pressure that they are forced into action because otherwise it would tarnish. So what we saw with like the Me Too movement and whatnot, at the start, they weren't trying to ship you know, Harvey Weinstein down the river. They were going, oh, yeah, it was just boys being boys, you know. And it was only after it keeps building and building. And they're like, listen, if we don't do something, they're going to break this down and then they're going to come for me. And then people start going, right, get him out, get him out. That's what happens. This is what I mean about collective pressure. It can bring about change, you know. And so when you... When you were talking about, um, you know, there are no black families at stately homes, of course, but they, this is this is what, you know, uh, a legacy of white supremacy has done, yeah. you know. But what is more important is one of the issues when we talk about, you know, um, the anti-racist movement and how that can really start to break through is what we've had an issue with historically is... Not so much just the rich white people who are, uh, who are overall the overseers of a racist society that helps benefit them. People don't understand that the connection between racism and capitalism is fully intertwined. Mm. Capitalism needs needs racism to keep perpetuating itself because without having the other, the person who is you know uh, who can be subjugated and oh look at them they're coming over here and they're a threat to you. You, c- you won't have an opportunity to exploit some people so others can make more than the average. That's literally yeah. the way this works. Racism has to be a part of capitalism, otherwise it starts to crumble. Division, full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 
you know, when you look at like the entrenched wealth of people in their stately home and stuff, you know, that that's there. That comes from generations of theft, essentially. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, basically. But, but 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 when you the the key thing to overthrowing racism is not just the people at the top because they will be the last defenders of it. They will defend it to the end because ultimately they have nowhere to go once we start doing away with racism. And people will start going once you stop hating someone for being black or being you know uh, from a different cultural background, you might start going hold up. What is the reason why I'm feeling shit? Why is what is yeah. the reason why things are so bad? Oh, this guy who didn't just move into my, the end of my road so I think he's a bad guy taking my job, it's actually the guy who lives on the outskirts of the town and has a gated stately yeah. home. You know, different kind of estate, mate. Different kind <laughs> of estate. You know what I mean? These are the people that are causing and generating my pain and anguish and my frustration. That's what it is. And, and, and the key to that is in terms of the domestic white communities in Western countries, they have a hit. They have been fed for years a very big lie, and the big lie is that they were in some way superior to black people. You're both poor, but you're yeah. superior to black people. It was the welcome comfort that poor white people could hold on to because they're like, even though my paymasters treat me like shit, at least I'm not black. Yeah, and that's it because they, oh yeah, there's something else about them. They're they're ungodly. They're, you know, they're beast-like. Oh, I'm not... All of these things, that are, the ideas that white people are somehow superior. Again, you look at fucking Jacob Rees-Mogg, line him up yeah. next to Usain Bolt and go, <laughs> some genetic discrepancies have we? Are you the superior man, are you, Moggy? You absolute tall. Um, but the fact is, is you know, you, you... You have to get those white communities, the poorer people, to realise that actually, first of all, you're obviously not better than black people or brown people or, you know, Chinese people, any anyone. Is it the fact is is we're all as important as each other. And if you do have those frustrations, it's not because immigrants came over and took your job. It's not because you know, there's a different way of life that's breaking you down. It's because there's a system that exploits you the same way it does these black people who get exploited as well. And if you tried working together, you would come out with a far better solution, remove the exploitation, and then we'd all start to prosper as one. There you go. Mate, I think I'm going to vote for you. I think I should <laughs> vote for you. I think you, as the Prime Minister, would be fucking great. I, I don't, I'd vote for that, mate. There's too many reveal all stories about me, mate. So, yeah, but this thing is, yeah, too many big nah, we just, we'll just, we'll have, we'll have, what we'll do, we'll do a few of these exposes, we'll yeah. get it all out in the open, we'll get ahead of the news, and that way they've got nothing on you, and then we vote you in, and then you take over the world, and then hopefully you won't become as big a prick as they are. You know, no, that, you know no. what, that power will go to your head, mate. You know, you know what happens. No, to be honest, you know, I also think that's a little bit, don't get me wrong, it, it's un. It, un the underlying element is true about, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it is true. But ultimately, there are ways to set it up. If anyone had a pure heart and pure, you know, intentions of it, there are ways to set up where you can mitigate against that risk. So you set up, first of all, it's not one person ruling it like an emperor. So yeah. if they have a bad day, everyone, you know, goes down at their whim. You set up you know, a council, essentially, where everyone gets represented, you know, yeah. a, a Senate, if you like. Yes. At the moment, we have a parliamentary system that literally cannot represent everyone. They've even divided the vote in fault lines. So it 
you know, it, it is pushed towards recreating the current power structures yes. and those that hold it. So, of course, you could get in there and with the right of intent, right intentions, you could make it so it's a less corruptible system, you know, and there are eyes looking at looking out for corruption and anyone, including the people in charge that get pulled up, they have to go. It's like it's that kind of system and it needs to be woven into the fabric of society. Like, you know, when we talk about in America when they have um uh their different stip uh, what's what's it called now? Um uh the the fundamental principles yeah. that they you know that they would that would have to be Written into the constitution. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah. Trying to find. There we go. Um, so you could be done. It's not. So, but that, this is another scare story that people try to say of like, oh yeah. I mean, look, you start coming out of these ideas, you're going to end up with Stalin in and stuff. It's like no, no. Actually, yeah, it can go down that route. But yeah. most of the times when we start to w- look towards more progressive um, and certainly socialist um, societies, everyone who bashes. Um, the failure of some of these um, left attempts at society, they are not understanding the proper um, global pressures that were exerted on these states. Look at, if if you need to say, well, the bastion of West Western economics and politics, America, these are not some nice guys that play nicely. They go around assassinating leaders. Yeah. There was a Labamba, I believe his name, Patrice Labamba, uh, uh, who was an African elected fi- uh, official in the Congo. Again, I believe, I want to double check that. He was assassinated as part of a CIA plot. It's documented. Fuck you know, me. and this is a guy who was coming because they thought he was going to side with the communists. This is mad. These guys, they are putting embargoes on, on countries that don't line up the way they want yeah. to. So it's not like you can draw huge conclusions from certain past attempts, if you like, at um, certain left-wing ideas at, at, at society because they're often under the immediate pressure of a West Western behemoth trying to systematically break it down as it goes, and when it fails, they go, see, it doesn't work, guys. When are you going to learn? You know? Oh, mate. It's, it's, America it's is a gaslighter. That's yeah. what they are. They don't do it. <laughs> but it's, you're, you're absolutely right. It all comes back to the just them trying to hold on to power, and they'll do anything they can. So hang on to it and anyone listening to this and you're you know and you're you know the people listening to this and you go and, and waking up like you say you're waking up anxious and you're waking up like fucking hell it feels really hard at the minute you're doing all right it means you're still connected you're still you're still feeling something you're supposed to be upset by this it's when you start going no everything's fine i've got a nice telly my car's all right no no it's fine yeah yeah well, don't, i don't worry about all that no it's not that's nothing to do with me it is to do with you and we're all we need to storm the we need to storm the gates. <laughs> but I'm not doing it first. Uh, <laughs> listen, Johnny, this has been amazing, man. Fucking amazing. Well, well I've enjoyed I've, it, mate. I've genuinely blown away by this. Unbelievable. Um, where can we find you on the old socials there? Um, I'm at I Johnny Cochran on all my socials. Do follow me there and and on Twitch. I currently have four followers on Twitch because I never do anything yeah, on it. I just no, like, you know, uh, I've got to get better at it. But at I Johnny Cochran, uh, it'll be welcome if you can join the Johnny Cochran community. You will be welcome. Storm those gates for sure. <laughs> um, uh, I also do a podcast with none other than producer Paul. Yes, um, it's the How's Your Father podcast. It's talking about kind of all all different aspects of fatherhood which came about through 
uh, my own experiences after the birth of my son and uh, yeah my discovery into the world of, uh, of fatherhood and I yeah. talked to a lot of like-minded people comedians different interesting people as well about their experience on a whole range of aspects uh, to do with parenthood so do have a, li- a listen to that How's Your Father podcast um, and I'm on the Arsenal Opinion podcast as well co-host of that if you're an Arsenal fan get to know um, get listening on that I'm certainly going to be bigging up this podcast because it's been a wonderful chat and, what a uh, chat it's been amazing John yeah, thanks and, man um, you know you're, you're awesome as always Rich bless you so are you man always uh, enjoy your company Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.